Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Really just they, they before we get to the line of scrimmage, they, they help us know what fronts they're in, what kind of defense they're in, what kind of stuff like that. And they just help us slow things down so we know where they're going. Uh, we know we're, we're all on the same page, and they're all communicating, helping us know what we need to do on that. We're play. back with more of the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with Molly, Patrick Manley, and Anthony Heron. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook app today. That was the voice of Khalil Herbert. He is starting today. He is uh, a, uh, a really good player for the Chicago Bears and the guy that uh, technically would be a backup to David Montgomery. We know Montgomery was hurt last week against Houston. Um, he left with what was called knee and ankle injuries. It turns out now that he has an ankle spray, but uh, he will miss the game with that ankle and um, and Robert Montgomery, excuse me, David Montgomery has been a really good player for the Bears. He's also a guy in a contract year. We've talked about uh, the kicker, the issue there, no David Montgomery. It doesn't set up as many alarms as it would because of Khalil Herbert. We'll get into Jalen Johnson. He's also going to be out, the, the cornerback. But, but guys, um, you look at what Khalil Herbert managed to do, and he gained 157 yards on 20 carries, and he was voted the FedEx Ground NFL Player of the Week for Week uh, 3. I don't know why he wasn't the Offensive Player of the Week. I think that that uh, went to a former Bear, Cordero Patterson, which is kind of interesting. And, and I believe a former Bear, the, uh, the Green Bay punter now, uh, also was the special teams player of the week. But at any rate, none of them won that FedEx, that, that uh, ground player of the week that Khalil Herbert did. How do you rate Herbert? Does he – do we miss a beat here if he's the guy? Um, and, you know, you don't lose your job to injury, but how good is he comparatively? How much does the off season, the next year – does any of that kick in? Is it way too early in the year to think about that? I like Khalil Herbert's game a lot. As as a pure runner, he's certainly comparable in in ability to David Montgomery and at times has looked more productive. There's no doubt about that. They're just stylistically different guys as pure runners. Where David Montgomery is still beyond Khalil Herbert, at least what Khalil Herbert's shown up to this point, is the other aspects of being a running back. Khalil Herbert needs to improve as a pass protector, and he is going to be tested 
in that regard today. Against, like Patrick was asking about this wing Martindale defense, they yeah. bring it from all angles. <laughs> you think it's coming from one direction, you have no idea. It's like a mirage over here. You're seeing ghosts over there. And the next thing you know, you got two rushers somehow who were coming from behind you. You didn't even realize that was allowed. Like how they were over there pre-snap, and then suddenly they hit me in the back of my neck. So you as a running back will be a big part of the pass protection. That's somewhere where Khalil Herbert, he, he seems like he's certainly better this season than where he was as a rookie, but he, he, that's something that I believe I would imagine has been a big focal point in game planning for the Bears this week and making sure Khalil Herbert, who will be exposed to blitz packages as much as he has at any other point in his career in today's game, that's where Khalil Herbert's performance doesn't only affect Khalil Herbert. It's one thing to hand him the ball and say, get downhill, Khalil. He's very good at that. There's no doubt. But – He's got to protect Justin Fields. He's got to be in lockstep with the offensive line because now you got a whole lot of other folks counting on you as well. You know, if, if you give up a sack because you you went the wrong way in a slide protection or because you didn't go up and, and chin check the linebacker like you were supposed to in the A-gap, now we're talking strips, we're talking sacks, we're talking turnovers. That's where his role in today's game, as a runner, I got zero concerns about Khalil Herbert as a pass protector, as a screen pass receiver out of the backfield. He's still not at the David Montgomery level, even with that either. So those are the aspects of Khalil Herbert's game that I'm most concerned with today. And frankly, Patrick, I, I think that when you're still a young football player and maybe for a matchup like this where Khalil Herbert knows, I mean, he obviously has to know, it's been getting pointed out to him on film in his young career, that he's got to step forward more and improve as a pass protector, and this blitz package is coming at you, I wonder how much that maybe even saps some of the rest of the, the aggression, the confidence that can be there in other aspects of, of this game. So I think that, that mental test, even more than physical, just how formidable is Khalil Herbert as a competitor, mentally, emotionally, to step up to this challenge where he's been able to just kind of come in as a guy, almost like a specialist. You're, you're the run situation specialist. Just yeah, come in here right, and let us hand right. you the ball on occasion. Now today's game, like it was for a couple of weeks last season when David Montgomery missed, full aspect of the Bears' offense is going to be on the plate of Khalil Herbert in a way like it was for a few rare times last year. But this offense operates differently, asks more of the running back than the previous system did. So it's going to be it's a big test, but also a big opportunity for Khalil Herbert as well. No, there's no doubt about it, and I agree with everything you said there. And then just I was while you were talking about the pass protection, I'm wondering if Kari Blassingame would maybe be in on All third right. and longs, those kind of situations. So they trust him to stay in there mm -hmm. and bust the guy in the chin like you're talking about because that's some of the stuff that, to me, that uh, Khalil Herbert has been missing is just being able to step up with that linebacker or blitzing safety and really square him up and not let them get the edge. Um, I don't know if maybe that's a game plan idea that they have for this this game, that Kari Blassing game can understand the protections better mm -hmm. and not blow an assignment and be able to physically take some of those uh, pass protection reps from the running back position better than Khalil Herbert. But another thing, too, when you talked about running styles, Khalil Herbert, to me, with this style of offense, this zone scheme, he runs it great. He runs to daylight. He just yeah. He's able to press, press, press. And as soon as he sees that hole, wherever it is, wherever that gap is, and he hits it. He hits it great. That touchdown run he had last week on the left side where he bounced it outside where the daylight was and got into the end zone and cut it back was impressive. There was a third down where I think it was a third and one. He could have just muddled up and got the first down, but he saw on the backside there was a cut. There was daylight. And this is his ability, his vision. I think he has a great vision as well which why he works so well in this offense. And it was impressive to watch him run last week. But you're right. He needs to improve his 
pass protection and become a complete running back, a complete running back. And this could be an opportunity, but it will be interesting to see if they put blasting game in there on a third and nine and say, all right, we've got our protection now with the running back. We can dump it to them if we have to. But if they're going to bring all these exotic looks and all these exotic blitzes, we trust him more than we do Khalil. And that will say a lot and about it's, Khalil, it's important. too. Yeah, and it's important for – for I think the Bears to be definitive about that plan going in because you do, if you go with your fullback, if you go with Blazing Game instead, then you do give up a bit of a schematic advantage where the yes. defense knows they're not as likely to, to run a draw play or to run a screen play with the fullback in there versus if the tailback, if the running back's in the game. But maybe it's just worth it just to make sure. Like if we're going in with the plan, we're going to throw the ball anyway. Maybe we're just not trying to trick or fool anyone. We got to make sure protection is as short up as it can be. So perhaps they're better off. I think it's a great point. And it, it'll be, I think, critical to observe that during the game today just to pay attention to whether or not they're going with blazing game in some of those scenarios just to, to have the best opportunity to pass protect with the personnel available to them versus saying we're going to trust Khalil Herbert in some of these situations. Because if Herbert can hold up, then schematically the defense doesn't necessarily have their ears pinned back as much. There is more to concern yourself with when a guy who's skilled with the football in his hands can be there and be a pass protector or be a pass receiver or be a, you know, a guy who can receive a handoff and the defense has to account for that as opposed to if the fullback's in the game. But perhaps just game plan-wise, they say, you know what, it's worth it. Let's just make sure we know we're going to throw it any damn way. Let's just make sure we, we got our pass protection as, as short up as it can be and not worry ourselves as much about trying to trick or fool the defense. But, Mully, one other thing to the, the Bears' run game, when you pay attention to the, the edge of these last couple of defenses, and there's sacks that the Bears have taken on some of the boot action over the last couple of ball games here as, as Green Bay and, and also uh, last week Houston both played Justin Fields for the bootleg. And we're right. seeing this affect the Bears' run game in a positive way where the defenses are so threatened by the running ability of Justin Fields. It was the same way where, like, Mike Vick. I was, I was in Atlanta with Mike Vick for a couple of years, and basically every team Mike Vick was with in the NFL ended up leading the league in rushing. And the prominence of running quarterbacks has certainly grown over the last 20 years since then. But the backside defender, the hang defender, the guy who's responsible for the cutback lanes, that's where with Justin Fields on that boot action, we've seen the last couple of opponents – Play Justin Fields for the bootleg. Play Justin Fields for that reverse pivot out the backside. And it leaves the cutback lane open. That's a part of what Patrick's describing where Khalil Herbert exploits that and sees that window in the zone blocking scheme where he, he presses the hole to one direction. And then when that defender, like I was just laughing about Charles Haley, slow playing Barry Sanders for the cutback, that backside defender, as they slow play it for Justin Fields, that's a part of where we've seen David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert have success cutting the football back. Where there's a defender who's just like, you know, a hair late reaching a hand out as Khalil Herbert is cutting it back against the grain into that open crease that's there. That's because he's trying to slow play it and be patient just in case Justin Fields is going to keep it on some sort of a bootleg. And so if the Giants go in with that same game plan, because the last two opponents have definitively been more worried about Justin Fields making either a chunk completion or a big run bootlegging out the back door as opposed to really crashing down hard when the stretch action goes away from them. Maybe they play it differently with Khalil Herbert in there consistently, or maybe they just say, you know what, we don't think Justin Fields can hurt us as bad anyway. But that's for the last two defenses, that's been the game plan. We don't want the quarterback getting outside the pocket, and we'll give up some of those cutback lanes to the running backs. And, and that's also helped with the jet sweep. We know that Equinemius yeah. St. Brown had a really big game. You know, the Bears – 
We mentioned Herbert with 157 yards on 20 carries. The Bears had 281 yards rushing because Fields had a big gain. That the, the equanimous St. Brown run was huge. And, and he had another carry where he got back to the line of scrimmage. It should have been probably a three-yard loss, but he has a big body and he managed to get past. That was an equally impressive moment for him because – it wasn't a negative uh, uh, loss you, when he was pretty much caught in the backfield or you thought he would be. So I think that their aspects of their running game aren't limited to one player. And, and you know, the, the fullback, frankly, he needs to play more anyway because yeah. when he's on the field, they're gaining miles of yards. You got to give credit to Luke Getze and, and the O-line coach Morgan of how, how well they've game-planned some of these games with all the motions and finally, it's nice to see a jet sweep work. It's been years around here, but a lot of that is game planning. That's formations. That's having all these motions they put in there to confuse this de- these other defenses. But, you know, the O-line as well is blocking, is blocking as well as anybody in the NFL right now in the run game. And that has, has to go to Coach Morgan up front and those guys in that room blocking their butt off. But it's been, it's been impressive to watch those guys up front with their run game blocking. Really agree with that. And the – the way that that can affect pass protection, because when the Bears have gotten into definitive, obvious, straight drop back scenarios, that's where, you know, a couple of those third mediums when Justin Fields is taking a sack where there's defenders just on him immediately. But that's where some of the eye candy that, that Patrick's yes. uh, describing there in the run game, and it's a part of what makes uh, St. Louis, or not St. Louis, L.A., the Rams, you know, pretty effective with their offense, makes the 49ers effective in their offense, where there's enough eye candy that tests the eye discipline of the opposing defense, and that's some of those college principles that are entering the National Football League more and more, and we're seeing Luke Getze have success implementing that with the Bears offense now. So, you know, you want to get to the point where whether or not they know you're going to pass, where you can hold up, but there's a lot of offensive lines around the league that just aren't good enough to be able to do that. But this Bears offensive line is beginning to improve in that aspect because of how effective they are at run blockers. And then you get the element not necessarily the element of surprise, but the element of, of sapping the aggression of the opposing defense because those defenders aren't always 100% certain of what they're seeing, what that formation yeah. means, what that motion will end up doing to potentially give up a chunk play if they don't sometimes even overreact to that. And what it does too, guys, is that that motion will help the O-lineman get to the second level and have a better angle to that linebacker. Yeah. So that linebacker's eyes watching all this motion, well, he might be a half step slower so if Lucas Patrick is coming off a double team, he can get up to the second level, and that linebacker's not a step ahead of him. He's kind of head up to him, so he can get on that angle and climb up there and block him. And that's, that Last week was a great example of that. They had so many motions, and the Texans linebacker's eyes were just going back and forth, and their feet were staying still. So when you're still running the ball to the left, Lucas Patrick was able to get up, Tevin Jenkins was able to get up and get to that second level and crease him, and that's the way those big creases come. And, and guys, um, you know, we talked about some of the players that are out, and we'll, we'll get into Jalen Johnson and the impact of that. But I'm curious, what are you expecting with Valus Jones? He is reportedly ready to go. We'll find out more from uh, from Mark Grody in a little bit. But if Jones, he's a third round draft pick. He is a guy that they believe is going to be their speed guy, right? They they loved him in part because of his return ability, too. So maybe that's where he makes his bigger impact, but he's a guy that can run a jet sweep. He's a guy that can go down the field. I don't know what to expect from him because we haven't seen him, but, you know, the Dobbs kid in Green Bay is starting to come around, and he was a fifth-round pick. I mean, he's a third-round pick, 
and a guy who comes in at how old is he? Twenty five, I believe. He's older than the 35. quarterback. Thirty five. And, and he's he's you know a rookie, but he's played year after year of of college football. Took advantage of whatever it was, five or six years. Yeah, I, I think first. Go ahead, go ahead, Ant, take it. I, I hope it's a targeted approach. You know, if, if the conditions are a little bit slick right. and he's apparently been struggling coming back from this soft tissue issue, you know, you would imagine because they've been patient up to now that he must be fully ready to go. He's been full in practice the last couple of days. That being said, though, you know, you, you draft him in the third round for, for a specific capacity within this offense, and they, they've been struggling to make plays. They've been struggling to separate at wide receiver. They've been struggling to connect between Justin Fields and the wide outs, and Certainly, without a doubt, a lot of that is on Justin Fields. But, man, like unless guys are getting schemed open, it doesn't necessarily seem like guys are just routing themselves open as well. The Bears coaches see that. But now you've got your, your, most, your most explosive player just from a sheer speed perspective that you're now adding into the offense. So this physical dynamo that Bayless Jones has the potential to be, he's going to enhance your return game with Tristan Ebner. Hasn't been exceptional in all those regards. But then also – Whatever his role is within the offense, you know, you, you would hope that it's maybe not uh, – unless they're confident he can handle it, and who knows until you throw him to the wolves, I guess. But I, I hope it's a really targeted and planned approach, and that seems to be what Matt Eberflus has been good at so far. Luke Getze has been patient with so far. It's kind of this targeted approach to what we feel like certain players can handle, how much you expose them to the opponent, because it does feel to me like Valus Jones is the type of guy where if you give him a, a specific package – a specific role within the offense that he can just go full steam ahead at that and not necessarily have to worry about the full scope of the playbook or running the entire route tree because he's not really effective with that at this point in his development anyway. So you wonder, are the Bears so starved for additional playmakers at receiver just for guys who can threaten the defense in some capacity that we don't see completely or consistently happening, then maybe they just say, well, Valus, we, we got to have you do a whole bunch, man, because we just need more playmakers out there. I, I think the, the patient, targeted approach is what will make sense here, especially if they're having success running the ball with Khalil Herbert, then that gives you the that, – that allows more patience. It gives you the ability to say that we'll be very targeted with the other playmakers out here, like a Valus Jones getting his first action in the National Football League. Yeah, I, to me, it's got to be special teams first with him. I think that that's what you need. Right now, I've talked about it, the return game, punt return game, and the kickoff return game is struggling. I think he can be a home run hitter. I think he has good vision. I think we saw that in the preseason as well. But And I, and I agree with you about the targeted approach. But one thing you can use a guy with speed is you can put him, put him in there, and he's not the guy getting the ball. He's running the clearing routes, right? Yeah. So he's the guy that the safeties and the, and the DBs are like, all right, that's the speed guy in the game plan. We gotta, we have to take care of him. But he might not be the guy in the route tree that Justin Fields is looking for. But he's also a guy that he doesn't have to worry about reading a defense as much as you know playing a certain position where you can just plug him in there and say, all right, you're running the clearing route. You mm-hmm. have the speed to try to take the top off the defense. That's what you're gonna start with. Your targeted approach you're talking about. That's what we're gonna start with you now, and we'll work you into the game or the games as the season goes on as you get healthier. Great call. And, and you know, it's. Talking to Dave Wanstead this week, he was a little bit apprehensive about the special teams quality of Valus Jones. Just worried that a guy who hasn't played and listen, we're, you know the special the return game has been awful, and they've been if you're playing this 
this kind of uh, complimentary football and you're in the hole in field position, yeah. uh, you got to improve that. And, and Ebner's game. a rookie as well. The first half, every game, yes. Mully. It's like yes. the Bears yep. are starting inside yes. their 15 and the opponent's starting at their 50. And it just it can't keep happening that way. Yes. So, so hopefully he helps with that. But Dave was saying that coaches are always afraid of rookies. <laughs> and they're always afraid of those guys on special teams sometimes and in big return moments where a guy has been – gearing up and waiting and ready to explode and unfortunately issues come up so hopefully that won't happen but they got to improve field position if they're going to play this kind of football all right we'll we'll get to we got to talk about uh, Jalen Jones he's out again you know uh, I get it Kenny Galladay has not earned his money he got whatever four years 72 million he's a local kid He's from St. Rita. He's a guy that always played well against the Bears. It just it bothers you a little bit, and obviously uh, losing your best corner isn't perfect, but they've kind of lost their best receiver anyway, so we'll, we'll discuss what it means to be without Jalen Johnson yet again here today. You're listening to the pregame show on The Score, and it's time. It's 10-21, for God's sake. Get yourself a new Zing Zing Bloody Mary canned cocktail. Do it. You can crack it. They got premium vodka already in the can. They're always ready. Perfect for your game day tailgates. Please Zing Zing responsibly. It is the pregame show here on The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Honestly, it really just depended. I feel like it's tough because, I mean, I feel like this or last week, I feel like that would have been tough to do because just really of what the injury is. But, I mean, I feel like the next week or different things like that, you can kind of push it and see. I feel like a fresh injury like that is hard to just shoot up and keep going. But I feel like once it starts to heal a little more, I feel like then that becomes more of a, a conversation that is brought up. Um, but I mean, really, I mean, the situ—I mean, you never really know until you're like in that situation until you really know the severity 
and different things like that and the risk. Um, so I mean, really, it, it, it would be uh, what we all feel is best type of thing. It's the pregame show presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download that Bet Rivers app today, and there you heard the voice of Jalen Johnson. He is the uh, the best corner on the Bears. He's the man who hasn't been targeted uh, at all this season, and uh, that dates back to last year. He also missed last week's game with a quad injury, and he will be out. Yet again today, we've got Patrick Manley, Bears Ironman. We've got Anthony Heron, uh, NFL player, score football expert, and we're breaking down this game. I, I mean, if ever, if ever you could lose a guy like Jalen Johnson for two games, maybe it's against Houston and the New York Giants, frankly. So it's almost a timely injury. I, I, I think this team gives you a chance to go after him, right? We know that the Giants' offense has permitted 13 sacks, the third most in the league, and that uh, we saw on on Monday night Daniel Jones get pressured, I believe it was 24 times. That's the most in the NFL this season in any game, and you you can get after this guy. He was running for his life uh, on Monday night football. Now here you are. uh, The Bears are down a corner don't you just have to get after him that much more? Anthony, you take that. You're the D lineman, but I, I, I think you do. I really think you do. I think it's, it's fun to think of it in those terms, but you know, we're talking about Jalen Johnson being out of the lineup right now, which means that Kyler Gordon will, will be outside at corner again for the most part. And, you know, we'll, I think we'll see. We'll, you know, I, I, I use the term targeted when talking about the way that they would end up utilizing Bayless Jones. I think the blitz will likely be ramped up in today's game, while at the same time, you know, you're looking at Evan Neal outside of the offensive tackle, and you're thinking, you know what? Guess that, that rookie right tackle, we ain't really got a blitz to get home against him. You know, why not just keep all our bodies back in coverage? But here's, here's what I've been in, in highlighting the way that Roquan Smith has played and kind of progressed week by week and gotten better each game. Tackle numbers have gotten higher each game. And, of course, had that game last week that looked like, all right, he's worth every penny he's asking for. That's one game. But where the Bears haven't completely even unlocked everything that Roquan Smith can be within this scheme is that he is an exceptional pass rusher. He is a remarkable blitzer for a guy who's mainly an inside linebacker. We haven't seen him utilized in that capacity yet. So that, to me, going into this game plan today – just to maybe cross up some of the, the Giants' pass protections. I, my guess, my anticipation going in would be maybe we see a little bit more like mug look where you get both the backers walking up into the A-gaps a little bit, showing the potential for pressure, just seeing if maybe you can de- predetermine some of these one-on-one matchups on the outside to make sure Evan Neal at right tackle is going to have to go one-on-one because you're showing a presence in these other gaps. If you can create one-on-one matchups against you know, what we would have termed as the mullet, like as, as the fish, as the fish that nobody wants. Like, all right, right now they got a big, talented right tackle who right now played like a mullet in last week's mm-hmm. game. So you want to exploit that. You don't necessarily need to blitz against the Giants to be able to exploit that. Do I think the blitz will be ramped up today? Yes. Uh, Kyler Gordon is a guy who has shown in, in some brief opportunities here, both in his young Bears career but also in college, he's an effective blitzer also. 
But right now, you want to think coverage. You want to think takeaways. I think we'll see the blitz ramped up a little bit. But I, I, don't, I don't see uh, Allen Williams certainly turning into the, the Pittsburgh Steelers out here and just bringing the house every other snap. I don't, I don't know. What do you think, Patrick? No, I, I agree with that. And I do want to see Roquan blitz a little bit more because he is excellent at that. But, you know, this team is built on being a four-man rush team. And they haven't been great at it so far. And this is a game. You can call it a get-right game, right? This is a game where they yeah. actually could get after this offensive line. Glowinski, the right guard, has given up 10 pressures this year already. You talked about Evan Neal has given up 10 pressures already this year. So this is a game where I think you can rush with four, but to me, the one player that needs to pick it up a little bit is Robert Quinn. I know he's gone against some good tackles and Trent Williams and Larry Matunzel. Oh my gosh, what a game he had last week against was Robert Quinn. You Hopefully he gets a good get-right game, but he's got Andrew Thomas. He's got a good left tackle right. he's going against this week. So... Let's hope that he can cause the double teams, that he can get the chip over there. You know, that all that, when they put in their scheme this week to how to protect Daniel Jones, that, hey, listen, we still have to give help over there for Robert Quinn. If you do that, then you get the one-on-ones on the right side against Neil and Glowinski, and you hope our guys can take advantage of that. But this is a game our D-line needs to step up and help out the DBs. This is a game that, that you know, you go in and you're looking at matchups. Like you said, you're looking at the mullets, and they got a couple mullets over there on that offensive line. Paul from the WFN talked about how good they are as run blockers, but to me, they're that bad as pass blockers. So this is a game where the D-line should and could take over this game to help out the DBs. And Mully, your favorite new bear. I know you've been talking about Dominique Robinson since the, the preseason, Ooh. and we saw a lot in the first couple of weeks there. It, it's been a little bit inconsistent, which as a rookie who's barely played D-line before, that's to be expected. But this could be one of those games where you find not only off the edge, but maybe they've, they've used him. They've rotated him in, in the sub packages over some of the guards as well. And as he continues to figure the game out, find some matchups where he might be a guy who you try to make sure you predetermine a few one-on-ones for. Because aside from Robert Quinn, you don't necessarily have these proven commodities as pass rushers across the board anyway. So could it be a big game for Justin Jones? It'd be nice, but who knows? But finding those one-on-one matchups, predetermining those one-on-one matchups is possible without bringing a bunch of additional bodies rushing into the backfield. Then maybe you give up a chunk play or two and allow that Giants passing attack to get some confidence. Or maybe if they gas you with a run because of all the presence you got towards the line of scrimmage, you do want to make sure you're still shored up just with the way this scheme tends to operate. But I do think that you know whether it's Roquan, whether it's just even some, some pressure looks where you still drop back into coverage, I believe we'll see – We'll see more mental pressure than we normally see the Bears apply to the opponent. Mm. The legitimate blitz that's there, I don't know that that'll ramp up a lot. But I do anticipate they're going to try to make Daniel Jones, this offensive line, have, have some mental pressure. Those are the two ways you, you pressure a quarterback. You pressure him either physically or mentally. I expect the Bears to ramp up the mental pressure probably even more so than the physical pressure today. I know it, we got to get to a break real quick. But, yep. Anthony, one thing I've seen, and, and tell me I could be wrong, but it looks to me with the Bears' D-line, they're – their TTs, their ETs have not been as clean yeah. or as crisp as they need to be. And maybe that's game reps. I don't know what it is. But that, to me, I've seen some t- there was a TT last week where the nose guard and the three technique ran into each other <laughs> trying to do their little you know, stunts. And I'm like, wait uh-huh. a minute, that's, that's not good enough. And maybe that's something they can clean up, and that can help get pressure as well. Uh, it's, it's an excellent point because when you're, when you're running those, you're obviously running them with a purpose where you want to get home. But – even if it doesn't end up in a sack, you want the quarterback to feel that. You want to knock him off his spot when you're doing those. And the, the big responsibility is on the penetrator who initially, whether it is the, the stump between the tackle and end or between the two tackles, one guy is going to be the first one to, to cross the, the face of an offensive lineman and become the penetrator on the stunt. 
and then the other guys, what we know as the looper. And if that penetrator isn't getting the offensive line on different levels and forcing the quarterback to feel that, at least where he's got to try to shuffle to get to a different throwing window, if not really feel that pressure where maybe he takes off and runs, then your stunt is completely ineffective. And too many of the pass rush stunts the Bears have run have been completely ineffective this season. You do want to get to the point where even if it's not sacks, you might not even hit the quarterback after he releases the ball. But he needs to feel those stunts. He needs to start to have his trust eroded in that offensive line, in that pass protection in front of him. I think you're right on point, Patrick. It, it you know, it was Eberflus was really interesting this week because he he at one point said they're not getting enough sacks. They have six sacks on the air. They need more. Uh, we know this scheme is designed to get all the pressure with the front four. He also said that they need to get more takeaways. That the hits principle is working, but the the takeaway portion uh, really needs to be improved. And he he went to he talked about the country mouse and the city mouse trying to go for a fun a fumble or something like that. <laughs> no, he talked about the difference between a city fumble and a country fumble. <laughs> right. uh, he also talked about the fact that they haven't allowed a touchdown in the second half of a game this year. They've only allowed twelve points in the second half. Uh, obviously, all on field goals. Uh, one in each game, two, I believe, against uh, uh, Houston. Um, what – or was it the Packers? At any rate, what uh, – tell us about how to recover a fumble, Anthony. What is the what is the key to that, and, <laughs> and when do you know if you're in the city or the country? Well, quick, because Studs is, is giving me the evil eye. The Essentially, you want to have the similar types of points of pressure – on the rock like you would if you're a ball carrier. You want to try to recover. The, when I used to teach it, I would teach whether it's linemen, linebackers, DBs, you cradle the football from the side. A lot of times what you end up seeing is a football player kind of belly flop on the ball because you're, you're sprinting towards the ball and you kind of square it up on it and then you kind of belly flop on it and then the football inevitably squirts away and goes off into open spaces somewhere because it's oblong and you can't really control the direction it's going to go after that. But if you put your actual body squared up on it, then it's harder to actually get it cradled. So the proper way, the proper technique for a fumble recovery is after you a- approach and address the ball to get your body turned sideways and then you can cradle the football as your body begins to address it, but it's not as likely to score it away from you because you're not landing square on top of the ball that's one of the mistakes that players make a lot of where you end up belly flopping on the ball and popping it away from yourself and it goes to an opponent or another teammate has a chance at it you do want to you got to sprint squared up but then once you get there you want to turn your body sideways and then cradle it between your elbows forearms hands and even pull it into your gut at that point so one of the opponents can't try to pull it away but do not belly flop on the football you're just asking for somebody else to get it all right, we're going to bring in Mark Rohde next. We'll find out who's in, who's out of the game. I'll give you a hint. No surprises from the Bears' perspective. Uh, everybody that you knew was already out is definitely out. <laughs> so there's no miracles uh, occurring for the Bears. But we'll bring Mark Rohde in Grody time. He will join the pregame show when we return here on The Score. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with Mully, Patrick Manley, and Anthony Heron. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook app today. Yes, indeed, it is the pregame show, and we've got the man himself, our man in Jersey. It's Grody time where Mark Grody lets us know all the shocking information that occurs before a game. Mark joins us 
on the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Mark, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Molly. Good morning, gentlemen. And yeah, I can tell you. Okay, we're having a problem with the with the audio. I clearly the Giants don't want everyone to know what's going on with the Bears, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we know who's out, we know who's in, we know that uh, that Jalen Johnson. We've talked about him being out. We talked about David Montgomery being out. Uh, we talked about Cairo Santos and whatever his um, uh, his issue, his personal issue is, and apparently uh, he will not be with the team in New York, and we talked about the new kicker. We'll, uh, we'll reconnect with Mark, and we'll have him tell us about the conditions. We know it's windy. We know it's a little bit rainy. Uh, the remnants of the storm of uh, Hurricane Ian, far too nice a name for a hurricane, in my opinion. <laughs> um, we know that the remnants of that are hitting the, 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 uh, the, the uh, area. Hey, Mark, are you there? I am here. Can you guys hear me, yes? Yes, now we can hear you, buddy. Yes. As I was saying, uh, I just had a nice conversation with Bayless Jones Jr., who will play today for the Bears, uh, right out of the horse's mouth. He told me, yes, he'll be playing. He seemed to be glowing. We'll see how much they end up using him. I can't imagine that he's going to get the full boat here today, but that's pretty cool that he's going to finally get a start. And, you know, he's a guy, Bayless Jones Jr., who – when he was drafted and during camp and the OTAs, they were talking about all sorts of different ways that they want to use this kid. So I, I am looking forward to seeing how they use him. And, and if they use him in the special teams too, will he become the, the kick returner who is the, whose designation that pretty much has gone through Preston Ebner? So that opens up something interesting. And then the other news too, I'm sure you guys have talked about this. Uh, I'm watching Michael Badgley Jr. right now. He's about to attempt a 40-yard field goal. It is up, and it oh, it is just wide left um, here. Oh, at, no! Uh, and, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, I will tell you what, Molly. There's a swirl. There's a swirling of wind in this place for sure, and I was told, too, by people on the special teams that it's always swirling in this place. So, thinking, who knows? Could be an adventure. Luckily, the kid is from here, and he has kicked here. He actually kicked here in high school uh, at one point in time. So he's familiar with the area. And, by the way, just as I'm talking to you guys, naturally, I mean, we can't have a Bears game this year without getting rained on. It's starting to drizzle right now. Hopefully you have the right shoes on, Grody. I do, Pat. I do. Thanks for asking. I don't have hey, the boots, but, I, but, but they're waterproof this time. Okay. Okay, good, good. Hopefully they're a little stylish for you being up there in New Jersey, New York. Hey, um, yeah, let, me, you know. let me ask you about – we ask every week about the O-line. So what's it going to be the same lineup we see each week? Is it going to be Sam Mustafer back at center? I do believe that's going to be the case. I, I have not been able to confirm that, but all signs point towards – um, again, Lucas Patrick getting the, the start at at right guard and Sam Mustafer being the center. It's interesting, though, and I, I just tweeted this out a little while ago. Uh, I was told that, you know, it comes down to between Lucas Patrick and Kevin Jenkins, who's having, like, last week it was, it was uh, Patrick getting the start 
and has more of the reps at right guard last week because he practiced better. I was told this week on on Thursday after the practice that Kevin Jenkins was not getting starts at right guard. So it pretty much looks like Lucas Patrick will try. I imagine that they'll, they'll still rotate, but, you know, Lucas Patrick is their guy. You know, he's, he's a guy that came here because of Luke Getzey, and this is his, you know, second big contract and all of that. So he's, you know, he's a guy that they're going to want in there. But it does signs are pointing toward, uh, again, the, the offensive alignment being the same as it has been through the first three games. And we've all been been just sort of tracking not only the the production on the field of Justin Fields, Grody, but just his demeanor, you know, his his leadership capabilities for the Bears, whether or not he seems frustrated at various times. And you you get to legitimately be up close and personal when Justin Fields gets to the sideline in games, whether it's after something positive or negative. What what have been your observations through these first three games of just how you've witnessed him and and the one-on-one interviews you get to do with him and just, you know, kind of how his demeanor has been sort of surviving through the roller coaster he's going through? Well, that's interesting, Anthony, because I think last week was the first time on the field in a game that I saw him crack a little bit, as in show some frustration. I think it was on a I don't remember who he was attempting the screen pass to, but it was a it was a poorly executed screen pass, I think, on both parts, receiver and quarterback. And I just remember watching him from the sideline and kind of just slugging his shoulder and shaking his head. So for the first time in that last game, I saw some noticeable frustration. And then in talking to him after the game, I thought it was amazing because, you know, I, I like to kind of give him – the forum, you know, to, to start off, you know, say, how, how, what do you think of how you play? And right away, it's like, I played like crap. I, I didn't play well. I was bad. So, and that's the first time that we really have heard him say that. And, um, you know, not that he doesn't own up to things. So I think today's a big rebound game for him. I mean, uh, the, the, the good part is that the Bears won last week. But as we all know, there's something that is not right about the Bears' offense right now, and that is the passing game. And you can say that it's all facets of it, that there are no parts to it that are working properly, as in the quarterback has not played well. The offensive line has not done a great job of protecting them. They've been excellent in, in, in run packages, but the offensive line's not done a great job of keeping him clean and on his feet, even if they're not sacked. And then, you know, we, we've been talking about this in training camp, that there is nobody has really – step forward, except for maybe to a small degree, Equinemia St. Brown in terms of the receivers. And none of these issues are things that should surprise us because these are the things that we've been talking about. I would say the most surprising has been Fields because while I am far from giving up on him, he just hasn't showed progress this year. And at this point, that, that should be minimal competency that there's progress from the quarterback, and hopefully we'll see that today. How does that work, Mark? I mean, when, you, when you're giving him a forum, are you ever tempted to just kind of lean in and hug the guy? Because, I mean, <laughs> God, he could use one. I mean, Molly, last oh. he did the interview with me, he comes into the locker room. And you know how the lockers are. You guys have all been in the locker room. The lockers are huge. You can, you can fit your whole body. And he just he comes in there, sits on the locker, and just – falls backwards and just kind of lays down there on his back like, whoa, 
wow, you know, like what? A, that was crazy. We won the damn game, but I was not good. So if Molly, if if he has another game like that, I'm going to consider the hug treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, don't do it because Sam Mustafer is going to come over there and knock you off of him. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'll probably, I'll probably be escorted promptly out of life. We can't have you hugging our guy. We can't have that. Don't touch the we quarterback. Guy. You don't touch the quarterback. Guy. <laughs> My God. Oh, man. By the way, guys, I, I was treated to a, uh, before the game, but hours ago, treated to a Naughty by Nature concert and a Tone Loke concert. Looks like they're doing a little halftime show. It's a very retro 90s hip-hop day here at the Meadowlands. Very or nice. not the Meadowlands. Meadowlands. They're bringing. They're having like they're. They having a bunch of players come back. They're doing. It's like a. It's like a. Oh another yeah, one the, of the these uniforms. History the throwback uniforms. Yeah, throwback uniforms. Yes. yes. Yeah. No, I love the. I love these kind of things. Yeah. Hopefully, the during halftime they'll roll out a bunch of ex Giants players and get to see the guys looking at you know and their and their older age and a little bit uh, out of shape. And then hey, speaking out of shape, naughty by nature, they're gonna kick it. oh beautiful mark thank you buddy enjoy the game we look forward to uh to picking it apart with you on wednesday always a pleasure gentlemen talk to you soon that is our guy on the scene mark grody yeah i i mean i I, you know what we got to talk about and and mark brought it up and i think it's a legitimate question what does progress look like from the quarterback, if if indeed this is going to be a kind of breakthrough game, if indeed this is a bounce back game, whatever way you want to term it, we'll ask the question: What does what does progress look like? I, I mean, I'm not sure that we know what what to expect. I'm not sure that we've seen the, kind of the flashes. Everyone talked about the Steelers game last year. We gotta we gotta find out what it is we're looking for in terms of progress from the quarterback from from uh, Justin Fields because the the Bears are, uh, you know, I think we, I, I thought you said it really well, uh, Anthony, the, the Bears aren't looking to get a 300-yard day out of this guy, right? We know how they want to win, and we know how they want to go about it. But surely 78.3 yards a game is not going to be able, mm-hmm. you're not going to sustain any kind of winning doing that. All right, we'll get into that right after this. We're going to uh, we're going to let you know that uh, that it's time to zing zang. If you haven't already, you can go ahead and and crack one of those uh, fantastic cans. Zing zang has got the uh, uh, the phenomenal phenomenal juice in there. It's the Bloody Mary canned cocktail with premium vodka already in the can, always ready, perfect for game day tailgates. Please zing zang responsibly. And the pregame show is presented by Bet Rivers, official sportsbook of the Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. We'll be back with some interesting audio from the quarterback. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.